This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo Radio. And if it can happen on pit road, it's happened today. Yeah, I got Jack and Lugs and left her gun and... Uh. You're now listening to the Dale uh, Jr. Download yeah. presented by Spy. Check out Dale Jr.'s signature Dirty Mo sunglasses from Spy at spyoptic.com. Hey, everybody. It's Junior. Just got home from Indianapolis. It was definitely a frustrating day. You know, not, not a lot of fun out there. We had a lot of problems. Uh, overall, though, the car ran okay. But uh, we had a lot of issues, just... Uh, Problems in the pits, uh, air gun go bad, and a jack dropped, and a couple other things happened. But, um, you know, uh, I like tracks with longer corners where you can kind of, I don't know. I don't know, Indy's pretty historical, and it's really cool that our sport went there 22 years ago, and it's still pretty uh, iconic whether we're racing there or not. But one groove tracks, man, they're, they're a bit tough to appreciate. Anyhow, uh, I guess um, one of the things we could discuss is how we ran our strategy throughout the day. We we made our bed with a couple of decisions to do what we were doing on fuel, and we got called on, on we got called out on the racetrack during a caution just before we were going to pit the next lap, and so that that really ruined the strategy for us. But um, we might have ended up a lap down had we got caught on pit road under the caution so it's just the way the cautions fell but anyways with a i don't know with several laps to go we were sitting out there in the 16th or so and uh we were going to come down pit road and get four tires i don't know we didn't we the reason is is because who the hell cares where we finish if we're we can't win the race i mean we were going to come down pit road in 16th place a lot of guys around us pitted and uh we we're going to get four tires and come out probably you know, we might beat two guys, we might lose two spots, what the hell ever, you know. So it was a wash in my opinion. We had a problem with air gun and ended up, or we had a problem with something. I don't even remember what it was. And we only had, we only could take two tires and we lost four spots on pit road. So, uh, so it didn't work out. But I guess the opinion is, you know, we, if with the old system, you would do everything you could to, to get the best finish you could. And that might mean foregoing the win and say, you know, hey, man, if we do everything X, Y, and Z and get lucky on the restarts, we might run 10th or we might finish 8th, like some of those guys that we were racing with. But who damn cares about that? I mean, I'm sitting in 16th with 20-some laps to go. Um, a lot of guys behind me are coming for tires. Do I want to be the last guy on old tires? No. I don't want to get eat up by new tires get in the wrong line on the restart and get screwed and not be competitive not and not be on the offense. And we got two wins. We're in the chase. So what the hell does it matter between 10th or 20th? I mean, who cares? You know, if we do everything right, we finish 10th. If we don't do everything right, we finish 20th. But it's a wash either way. I mean, doesn't even matter. Any. doesn't even matter with this point system. So, you know, in the old, in, in the old days, five, six, seven, eight years ago, you would do everything you could to, finish as well as you could and pile up points to make the chase or finish well at the end of the year, but it doesn't even matter anymore. The way this system works, you just go win. If you can't win, you damn do some do do what everybody else ain't doing. You know? Do something different. Try something different. 
the same old, same old is just going to get you the same boring-ass results. So that's cool with <laughs> the decision to come down and get four tires. Now, if you get down inside of 10 to go, you can't come on pit road and get four tires. It's just ridiculous. Right. But there's enough laps. We had some time to be able to get by some of those guys if we got some good runs on the restarts and got by a couple of them pretty quick. But anyhow, uh, just a real frustrating race. Those cars were a bit of a handful in traffic. You know, you could be real tight by yourself, get close to a car, and get real loose. Had to really, uh, had to really get after it. But it, uh, the car had good speed. Greg even made some adjustments in the race that helped us quite a bit. We just, you know, we need to be up front to win. Got to be up in the front two, three, four spots to win the race. And everybody else was sort of stuck where, where they were. So, you know, it was frustrating. We'll uh, move on. We don't, thankfully, we don't run too many tracks that really resemble that place. We're going to Pocono that has some small similarities to Indy, but we run good at Pocono, so we're not too worried about it. And, uh, you know, we don't really, we don't run that high drag package there either. So we, we know, uh, we think we got our stuff dialed in there, and hopefully we'll have a good run. But uh, we did make some big changes in the race to the car that I think might be some things we need to try at Michigan for sure. So we'll see. I know you guys are probably pretty dang disappointed, but you're gonna have days like that. You gotta, you can't hang on to them. You gotta get on, get on down the road. So that's what we'll do. I'll talk to you guys later, and enjoy the download. I tell you what, woo! That was some heat. <laughs> the high heat. They put Pedro Martinez and Randy Johnson in the Hall of Fame <laughs> on Sunday. That was Pedro Randy Johnson heat. That's right, right there. He, with, he's animated about that. He's emotional about that. With T.J. Majors, Mike Davis, Amanda, with my man Mike outside. That's right. I'm Taylor Zarzer. This is the Dale Jr. Download. If I wasn't wearing a shirt that said Army Navy on it, I might I might have torn it off Yeah. while I was listening to that audio. Just Did it fire you up? I was fired up. Why? I love it. Yeah. I love what he just said there. Who the hell cares about finishing 16th if you got wins? Right. Now, he should have – he might have needed to mention that. Like, if he didn't have any wins – then he absolutely would care about 6th or 5th or 4th or ninth. You know, I mean, Jeff Gordon had a horrible day yesterday and finished 42nd, and that hurt him badly because he doesn't have any wins. So if you're in a position like that, then absolutely you got a points race. Two years ago, he said five, six years ago? Hell, two years ago when they didn't have any wins and made the chase. There's no doubt Steve Letart and Dale Jr. would have been thinking a lot, and TJ would have been thinking a lot about points racing at the Brickyard. But TJ, with this format, and you already got two wins, hell yeah, go get some tires. You know? What does it matter? Yeah, well, then that that race, we, we were back far enough. Tires, not enough of them pitted in front of us anyway. So I'd rather be, like he said, on the offense than driving out of our mirror. So you much rather, it's a much much more fun <laughs> to, yeah. be, to do a race that way than it is to, unless you're leading Daytona or Talladega. Then right. I would, then I would prefer to, uh, you know, be defensive. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I agree with him. I'm just glad he's as fired up about it. You know, as you know, as I'm glad he's supporting the team effort. You know, yeah. I, I think it's important to provide some context on why he's so emotional about it. First and foremost, a lot of people, I guess, on social media and even Jeff Burton on the telecast, even telecast, were asking if you're if you're as far back as they were at the time that caution flew with 20 laps to go, why pit? Uh, and take tires when you could not pit, go up there and see if, you know, get track position. Furthermore, the 88 team 
had had made a, a fuel stop earlier. They made two pit stops under a, a previous caution to get enough fuel to make it to the end. So why pit there when your advantage seemed to be fuel? And I think this is what Dale Jr. is alluding to. This car had been difficult. It, it, it couldn't pass all day. It, it, it had very few quality passes. Uh, it, it struggled. This is not even counting the pit road stuff, okay? It just, it just wasn't passing. And furthermore, we talk about, well, when you have wins, then that means you can gamble. Well, yeah, but gambling for 10th isn't necessarily the gamble you want to take. Gambling for first, if he was going to not pit, stay out on the track and come out and restart first or second or third with 20 to go, then let's talk. But when you restart 10th with 20 to go, and you're going to get chewed up on those old tires. That's the logic behind it. You really and you're not passing cars all day. Well, I couldn't agree more. And to even further that point, and to further Dale Jr.'s point, in the miraculous, crazy chance they do become a factor at the end of that race, they only become a factor if you have tires on. And Jr. tries this crazy bonsai. I'm going to take it six wide. There's no grass or Casey Kane there and moves around all those cars. Well, then you're in seventh or eighth place. And now all of a sudden with a couple cautions to go, okay, maybe we got something here. Well, okay. So, so to take a, a step further, a lot of people are like, well, if you're not pitted, you wouldn't have been mid pack. And then you're wrecked. That wreck wasn't a mid pack wreck. Th- those, that's the only logical argument when you get wrapped up in somebody else's wreck. But that was really our doing. Was it not uh-huh. TJ? I mean, like, Dale Jr. moved yeah. down on Casey. He yeah. could have done that in third place and yeah. made that mistake. I mean, you, you're de- it's definitely – there's a different style of racing back there. I will say that's the only really difference that I know. Like, there's a lot more cutthroat back there. Yeah. Like It did spread out on those restarts. You're right. Yeah, you're but right. I'm saying, like, the guys are more aggressive. Yeah. Like, they're – they're you got to run. You don't – when you get a run up there in the front, you throw one little block and – the guy follows you. Back there, man, if you if you throw a block, two of them are coming behind you, you're going to be four wide. That doesn't happen, you know, in the top eight or so. Those guys, are, they're fair know, point. they're aggressive, but they want to be there. And if, you, if you're if you not aggressive, you lose four spots quicker, and that just makes your day even harder back then, back there. In that, that That's area. fair. Let's listen to a little bit of this. They had all kinds of problems on pit road. I it's mean, it was a nightmare day. Awful day. It's it just really was. Day. Let's listen to some of it. Here's uh, – Pitting under green on lap 27 and from the 10th position. Pretty good shape. Pretty, pretty good shape here. So far, keep me up a day here. Yeah. How do you some information? They, they say they got the ones that got tight. <laughs> <laughs> they feel they got five right front, four left front, and three to four on the right rear, and three, four on the left rear. That explains a lot. <laughs> Makes probably Junior feel a little bit better uh, understanding what that uh, shake is. Let's go through these quickly. I want to play uh, a couple of clips at a time, and, and then we'll react to them. Let, let's listen to lap 44 when they're in 14th position. I'm just, I don't want to be a about it, but, man, it's kind of up. <laughs> yep. We're going to put four tires on here, guys. we got to make sure to look over those studs real good. All right, I'm glad I stayed out. We didn't really kill the event. But uh, I don't, the balance seemed better. I never really got to work on it. Taking off, it was better. So far, well, take the positives out of this. Like you said, you did a great job there. And uh, we'll give it four tires on you, and it's not over yet. You're dealing with a lot right there, TJ. Yeah, that was, that was very frustrating there for a while. Luckily, we didn't hit pit road under green because that would have put us a lap down, and we would have been in a whole different race for a while. But – 
Um, it is frustrating just when when you have stuff like that and you can't progress your day, but he did a really good job of riding it out there and not losing more than four or five spots or whatever we lost. It's, that was, uh, to me, that was pretty impressive. And really, I thought that was going to turn our day around to survive that, but right. it just kind of seemed to slow, you know, snowball down the hill. Caution uh, fell at lap 90 in a wrong time uh, from sixth position after a green flag stop. Let's hear that, Amanda. Well, hindsight 2020 is probably a good thing we uh, didn't pit. Uh, we, we ended up uh, all right here. Going to restart somewhere around 13th. Yeah, I saw that. Yep, and uh, then the caution came out 10 laps later, and they were in 16th position. All right, Dale. Uh, what do you got there? I don't know what to tell you to fix I will uh, save it. I'm tied in, and I'm loose off. And when I get within four car lengths of anyone, I just get real loose off. I feel like we need to trim her out a little bit. You know, even if you can go through the corner, you're getting beaten so bad down the straightaway. Like, we need to get the back down a little bit, put some rubbers in the left rear. Fine. Here's the thing that's important to know. that We covered a, a couple uh, pretty big swath of uh, race right there. If you go back to, la to the caution when they came, all right, well, this is what happened. Junior alluded to this caution in his audio. It was a little bit missed time for us we had at that point already made our bed with a strategy because we had a green flag pit stop on lap, lap 60 where we were basically working it backwards like we would a road course we made a green flag stop when a lot of others did not we took fuel and now we've got this strategy in play we needed to make a pit stop at lap 89 which uh, we were planning to do or actually we were planning to do at lap 91 the caution comes out of lap 90 it it, it hurt us they said it hurt us. Uh, and so at that point, now we're sort of playing defense again, and now we're going to try to – the thing that really sucks about the fact that our strategy didn't work is because the car wasn't passable. It didn't pass a lot that day. So strategy was really the only way that we were going to cut up into the top five and even have a chance to win maybe. It just wasn't a very aggressive car because when it got behind – TJ, you t speak to this. When it got behind other cars – it just couldn't make those passes. Oh, we only made passes really whenever two cars in front of us got held up or slowed down by racing each other. We'd get a run on them and pass them that way. Yeah. That's really the only the only way we would really be able to pass cars. And I noticed, um, you know, the only, only real shot we had at that point was getting a caution at the perfect time when we stayed out and we were running up there. We would have had to catch it where, you know, or stretch it on fuel. You know what I mean? We were going to have to stretch it on that fuel deal and, and – and um we'll stretch it on fuel and everybody else needs to run out which none of them did yeah well that's <laughs> that's what we were going to plan it on doing right. but all them cautions fell at the end um and it just didn't work out i mean we greg did put us in position from where we were at honestly he gave us a shot but it didn't work out i mean the chances are so low at that point if you're doing it but we still had a shot if it had it gone green it was us in the 27 car and 27 won it like that Remember, well, he that's won. True. He yeah, absolutely did. He, he won did. the race like that's that. a good point. And I'll take it a step further to that point, Stevie. I know you don't know this. You're sitting there calling the race, but Stevie was talking about all the strategy during the telecast, and he said, "Listen, if you want to be good at gambling, then you have to gamble to lose. Like you've got to be ready to lose and look like a fool. Oh, yeah. That's important. You don't gamble thinking that it's just going to always work out. You've got to be ready to take your beating because." A lot of times, it's just not going to work out. You've got to have everything right. He said that specifically, and he yeah. used the Coca-Cola 600 from several years ago, he did. which we all remember, he did. as being his, you know, that his, was his great, example. That was great uh, analysis there. That was yeah. really good input. He talked about and 
talked about Las Vegas uh, last yeah. year also. Uh, all right, let's go through some of the, uh, more of these cautions. I think Brett McMillan had uh, Junior yesterday in the pits on the Indy Network. Laura, I think, passes out the, the notes, you know, after every caution. Brett McMillan probably could write a book just on Junior's pit stops Oh yeah. yesterday and all the things that happened in the pits. Let's go to the caution on lap 119 when Junior was in 17th. Okay, so with these three yellows, this uh, puts us probably like one to two short um, for making it to the end. One to go at the line next time. Bye. Hey, Dale, we're going to come down. Pit, pit here. Pit. You guys, we're going to put those lefts on. We're going to top it off of gas. This puts us so we can make it. What were you guys thinking when this was uh, when this was going on? If we didn't get any more cautions and, you know, Junior's a lap short, uh I mean, I, I don't know when the race necessarily, TJ, but maybe right there. I mean, to your point uh, about Menard. When I hear one to two short, I'm that's my – that means we got a shot. Yeah. To me, the, to me, you're going the distance from right there with everyone else that just pitted right around you. I wish – who did pit with it? See, that that was the one thing. That's, I like the call. I like the call because yeah. if we now are uh, – There was about four. To our advantage. But I didn't know who else pit with us, basically. About four of them did. Okay. Um, the 27 was the main one that I saw, but we all came out and topped off at that, that point in time, and that put us within one or two of making it. And when I, when you hear that, from my from my whenever I hear that, the first thing that crosses my mind is, okay, well, if this thing goes green, we've got a really good shot right now. I right. mean, the chances are slim. Right. Um, but, but at that point, what do you got to that's lose? That's your way. Yeah, that's that, your way to win. That right. was our shot, that's yeah. Your, that's your I way to I win. I thought it was an awesome call by Greg. All right, but then uh, caution came out at uh, lap 140, and this is what you were talking about earlier in the race when uh, when Burton and, and Junior also mentioned it, when Burton on the telecast uh, scrutinized the decision. Let's hear it. You know, about one lap we're going to have to start saving 80%. The guy we had to race for was a 27. Uh, everybody else in front of us was four laps short. We were two laps short, so this kind of bunches all back up to try to make it, the guys in front of us. All right, well... I put four tires on it, but whatever you want to do here. Yeah, Temple, I, I think all those guys, the leaders, all those guys are going to try to stay out here and make it. And, you know, 10th on back is going to come for four tires. If we stay out, we're screwed. So we got to come down four tires, just top it off here and go after it. 15 to go. I just don't know how you can scrutinize that. I mean, honestly, I know what no. you're, I know you explained Jeff Burton's, and I, I mean, Jeff Burton's one of the, He's, he's doing hey, a great job, by the way. And, and, I, think all, I think that telecast is really good. Jeff wasn't scrutinizing the 88. He was scrutinizing all the cars yeah. that, that pitted. There was a lot of, of cars that pitted. They're like, why, are you, why is everybody pitting here? Why is nobody staying out? If I was Danica Patrick or Ryan Newman or Jeff Gordon, who wasn't in that position, but if I was one of the – Casey Kane, Tony Stewart, if I was somebody who hadn't won a race, absolutely understand yeah. why you don't come in and get four tires. But I honestly, you hear what Greg just said. You got two wins. I, I don't know why you would stay out. TJ. You almost you almost need to clarify, like if it's, when Jeff says that on the on the air, like it means your strategy is completely different to mine. If I've got three wins, I'm not making yeah. nearly the same call right. as you are. Yeah. Right. For you, yeah. If you're Paul Menard and them, you want to finish tenth out of this strategy, and you know win if you can. But you you have to get the best finish you can, no matter what. You can't afford. To say, hey, let's put four on and try to knife through some of them again. No, you have to. You have to be way more conservative than what we would. Be. I agree, TJ. I think that if you're going to talk about that, you do need to clarify it. 
and say, for those that have not won a race, I would not go in and get four tires here. You make that yeah. point. Now, and I will say this. Dale, uh, Dale mentioned this. If it's inside 10 to go, okay, we might talk here. Yeah. Uh, you know, if it's certainly if it's a green-white checkered or something like that, stay out and try to block them to a victory. Yeah. Block them to a second mm-hmm. or third. But at this point, this car showed nothing. Like it had no ambition to pass anybody all day. Yeah. You're going to restart tenth on old tires. Eleventh yep. place has new tires. What do you think will come out of that? The buffer car never wins. I'll go ahead and tell you that the buffer car to me is the last guy that stayed out on old tires, and the cars behind him all have two or four are going to eat you up. You don't want to be that car ever. Right. All right. Before we do speed dial, obviously, it just looked like Junior didn't see Casey Kane there. TJ, what happened? The spotting it at Indy is very hard. The yeah. front side, you don't have – it's not a stand, really. I mean, it's a stand. It's not tiered. You can't stand above anyone else. It's a just a – it's like a little scaffolding, and we put 35 of us up there, and we run back and forth from side to side. You can't just stand in one spot and see turn th- four and see turn one. So you go to the rail on the front stretch. When you go into turn one, you're down on that side of it, and then as soon as your guy gets out of sight, you run to the other side. I measured – I ran like three miles – during that race wow yeah i actually it counted with my watch i counted how many you know my steps and everything and it went a little over three miles so you're running back and forth on that thing well we're coming down the front stretch i'm watching him you know we were three wide and we cleared casey on the bottom i was right almost start finish line you know when they come by me i've got clear sight line can see and we actually pulled him and we cleared him so as soon as i cleared him that to me that's you know, we're carrying more momentum. We're He's not going to beat us into there. As soon as I clear him, it's, you know, I know for sure. I move to the turn one side, which is about eight or ten feet. you got to move around six or seven people because you can't just see the whole time. you got to move to where you can see. And I, as soon as I get there, I see a spinning. And I'm like, hmm. I kind of knew what happened. And obviously once I, you know, I told him hold the brake and everything, Casey drove into the corner we didn't come down to block or anything, but Casey was way low on the track. He was right up against the yeah. wall on the front stretch. So you're not really going to make a very productive corner out of that anyway if you go in down there. So we go into the corner, and Casey drove in a little bit. And, prob- and I think Junior actually had the 13 car on the outside of him still. So he was just trying to get in, get in, not overdrive the entry, get a good entry. And Casey snuck his nose back on the inside of there a little bit, and I couldn't call it because I couldn't see it, It's, first it's of impossible all. to see from that from Well, your you know, it's I'll take the blame. I mean, I should have saw it, but it, you – you know, I'd almost have to be a 10-foot-tall person or have my own scaffolding there. But, you know, it's it's. I didn't expect Casey to drive back in there after we cleared him. Most of the time when a guy in the middle and the outside clear the guy in the bottom, he just kind of gets in the next hole and and you go on. Well, he actually got his nose back in there, and, you know, he was just racing. You know, that's what happens when you're back in that area. That's the type of stuff that they do. I got you. And I'm not – we don't race back there a whole lot with that. Luckily, you know, we're, we don't get in that a whole lot. But, you know, that's just the type of stuff that happens and. I hate that it happened to us, and I really didn't. I didn't expect Casey to do it, but he has every right to do it. I mean, he was, you know, he's on the racetrack still, so he's just racing. So, so pretty fired up afterwards, or how do you handle it? I didn't know if he for sure knew what went on, um, but I try. I explained to him, you know, I know when we went by, I watched him pass Casey on the front stretch. I watched him clear him. So to me, I felt comfortable at that point with it. You know, okay, we cleared that guy. We're going to pass 13 off the corner. We'll be good. Go to the next guy. Well, they never got to that point. But, you know, I, I explained him what happened. And, and normally normally when he know, when he feels like I've done something, he pretty much lets me know when he when he knows that I've, when he thinks I've done something wrong. He, 
he's pretty vocal about it and and um or is known to be and and he was uh very quiet very quiet about it when i explained to him what i saw he just came back and said you know i know what happened so to me and then i, I had you know i talked to him after the race a little bit and he explained to me how he went down in the corner and you know was just trying to back off a little bit early and get a good a good a good exit like i thought he was going to and and uh casey just kind of drove in there and they made contact so casey is uh he's in dangerous position right now uh in the points 14th in in the points and um uh, if you consider the fact that there's one guy, uh, Kyle Busch, who's in 32nd, who you would imagine will be in the top 30 by the end of the the regular season, if you will, that's one driver between 17th and 30th that's going to be in uh, in the chase. So Casey does not have much room right now. If no. a couple other guys outside the top 16 win a race, like, say, uh, Kyle Larson, Certainly capable of doing that, or or Kyle Busch takes his spot up there here in another yeah. week or so. Yeah, exactly. It's it's going to be interesting to see if uh, if Casey gets in this or not. All right, let's speed dial. Speed dial. Let's bring in one of the voices for MRN and also a huge success with his own sports talk show on Sirius XM NASCAR. He is Dave Moody. He's only one channel down. From where from, I am. From where you are. Yeah. yeah. But he's the godfather. What are you? Uh, that's a good question. I'm just an <laughs> early morning guy on, on 91, and he is certainly doing a great job on Channel 90. Dave, how are you? I'm doing good, guys. I, I envy you at about 10 or 11 in the morning <laughs> yeah. when you're just getting done. I don't envy you at 4 a.m. when you're just getting done. That's so true. That's, yeah. that's so true. I'm always a little tired in the morning. Thankfully, my wife makes – Terrific coffee. Uh, <laughs> Junior's run in Indianapolis was one to forget, Dave Moody. Yeah, uh, it, it was, and, and he'll probably be forgetting it as soon as possible. It's just, you know, when when your uh, when your day is highlighted by about by an unscheduled bout of agricultural racing, uh, when when the car is four feet in the air and the sod is eight feet in the air, that's probably a bad day. <laughs> well, but they're not going to have to mow that part. Uh, you know, this week. So I think that there was a contribution there that, you know, Jay Fry should be giving us a check or something, right? I mean, that's yeah, expense paid yeah. for. But, uh, what they're going to give you is a bill for all that sod they got to replace. I didn't think about that. That's a good point. Yeah, well. What, what, what do you make of all this downforce package, drag package? Uh, what, what are you making out of this? Well, first and foremost, I give NASCAR high marks, two thumbs up and a third if I had one, you know, for crying because – Competition is all they've got. That, that's the product. That's what they sell. And if they, you know, they got to make the competition better whenever they can. So they're they're trying to do that. I didn't see a significant difference between Brickyard 2015 and Brickyard 2014 or 13 or 12. You know, they they tried. Uh, I I know the idea was to to try and prompt a little, you know, Daytona or Talladega style pack racing. I didn't see any of that yesterday. Um, you know, it may be more effective on a track like Michigan where you've got a little more banking to, to deal with and they can run a little more side-by-side -side than they can at Indy. You know, the bottom line, in my view, guys, is the same as my view has been since we started racing at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. It's not a track that was ideally suited for stock cars. That's right. 3,400-pound high center of gravity stock cars have never performed well at Indy, and, and within certain parameters, I don't think they ever will. Dave, what do you think the future of stock car racing is? at the Brickyard, as the years have gone on, people have been more and more concerned 
with that race. And, you know, I, I think all of us really that love stock car racing hold that race in, in high regard. I mean, if we're going to compare it to golf, I think we would com- see it as a major. It's a major. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but in terms of attendance and now, like you said, the package and all the different things they've tried, I don't know if it's working. It's always been a great spectacle. It's not been a great race, and, and and that's the problem. If we just had, if we had a pretty good race, I mean, you know, the old country song: some days, some days are diamonds, and some days are stones. We don't need a diamond every day. If we could get a, a seven and a half out of ten or an eight out of ten at Indy, I don't think anybody would ever complain again because everybody understands, you know, how important it is for the sport to race there, for the business side of the sport, and the TV side of the sport, and all those other things that are important. But the problem is, without the competition, without the good race, you're going to see what we've seen over the years. And that's the first three or four years the place was jam-packed full with people that wanted to see something new and different and special and historic. But now it's not new anymore. It's not all that different anymore. It's not all the, hist- all the history anymore. And on top of that, the racing's not all that good, which is why you see those empty seats. Dave, I, I think that you have uh, your hand on the pulse of the fans uh, better than anybody. What are you seeing out of Kyle Busch? Is it, you, you talk about historic. Are we seeing something historic? And, and does your feelings mirror the feelings of the fans? Well, we're absolutely seeing something special. I mean, we, we can all agree on that. Even, even the people that don't like it will admit that we're seeing something special with four out of five and, and three in a row out of Kyle Busch. That, that's a pretty amazing thing. Uh, one of the great comeback stories in, in sports, and it's far from over yet. I don't believe uh, that yesterday will be Kyle Busch's final win for the season. I think he's got some more up his sleeve. Uh, and the way that team is running, we may not have to wait long. It is interesting, though, isn't it, that, that the first couple wins, the first few weeks back, all the boo birds and the haters – you know, kind of, kind of checked it at the door and gave him, if nothing else, at least you know the polite golf applause. But now, four out of five and three in a row, the Boo Birds are back. Uh, my social media last night was clogged up with people. Oh, I'm so sick of this. Yep. I'm tired of Kyle Busch winning all the time. So it hasn't taken long for Kyle to get back to status quo. Yeah, we'll see if he's a real factor in the chase. We've been talking a lot about it on this uh, podcast. Excuse me uh, for the last uh, few weeks. That's been his problem. Is being this uh, this consistent and being a real factor when the chase starts. I don't think there's any doubt he's going to get in, by the way. Uh, six races to gain 23 points on 30th. Dave, last thing, how much concern would you have if you were associated with Jeff Gordon or if you were a Jeff Gordon fan about him making the chase? Well, you know how it works in this crazy game. You know, you're, you're mediocre for 15 or 16 or 18 or 20 or 22 weeks. And, and people start to panic. People start jumping off the bandwagon and what's wrong? Has he lost it? Can the team get it done? And then, you know, you go out next week at Pocono or, you, you know, anywhere else in the next couple of weeks and you win yourself a race by hook or by crook and the whole lay of the land changes. You're, you're not on the bubble anymore. You're in the chase. And all of a sudden, all you need is a nice little five or six race hot streak late in the season to become a championship contender. So, if you're a Gordon fan, yes, it's time to concern to be concerned. Is it time to panic? Maybe not yet. Uh, if you're a Tony Stewart fan, it's probably time to panic. If you're a Jeff Gordon fan, you just get that kind of little that uneasy feeling in the pit of your stomach, 
can you keep hoping for better this coming week? What about the 88? Uh, everybody looks at this team and they see that Dale Jr. as a driver and as a team have been gaining on it these last few years. Do you, if, do you feel more confident the 88 will be a real factor as we get to Homestead? Yeah, I, I think they're going to play at least as significant role in the chase as they have in the regular season. And in the regular season, they've gotten to that magical point where every single week, uh, barring misfortune, bad luck, or, or something falling off the race car, which it doesn't very often, every single week they're a contender for a top five or even a win. doesn't always happen, but at least they can, can contend for it. And in order to win a championship, that's where you have to be. You have to be one of those teams that can turn a bad day into an eight and a good day into a trip to victory lane. And, and I'm seeing that out of them right now. I think they, they, like Jimmy Johnson, have been kind of in research and development mode for a few weeks, but I think they're going to be very interesting to watch come chase time. You know, you, by the way, Mike Davis, I know that you try to say, well, I've got a beat-up car, and I, don't, I can't afford anything. I don't want to hear any more of that. You're talking about my personal car? I'm talking about your personal life, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, with all the money that you're making here yeah. <laughs> at Junior Motorsports, you can afford to listen to Sirius XM Speedway and yeah. all the other great shows they have, Dialed In, Late Shift, Loose Ends, uh, Skinner, The Morning Drive, Trade and Paint, all, all these programs that they've got on Channel 90. You can even go on demand. Moody's been having to read this like I have. And, and, <laughs> oh, okay. And you can go on demand <laughs> and, and download the new and improved SiriusXM app. Moody, he has no excuses. That a boy, Taylor. You're a good company man. I got you covered here, and I'll make sure management knows about this. They, uh, the, the problem with Davis is, on the rare occasion where he opens his wallet, the only thing that comes out is moss. I mean, he, he's tighter than a coat of paint with no primer. That's the problem. He doesn't yeah. spend the money. That's exactly right. That's exactly yeah. right. Dave, great perspective as always. We'll be listening this afternoon. Thank you, sir. All right, boys. Thank you. All right, Dave Moody joining us here. Great work. Uh, of course, uh, he'll also be in Pocono. Where, yep. uh, where Junior does such a great – or has been uh, so good there recently. So, there you go. That's Speed Dial with Dave Moody this week on the download. Time for Reaction Theater, and our friends at Spy <laughs> have given us some swag to give away to our favorite caller. On top of the earbuds and wireless speakers up for grabs, don't forget you can go online to spyoptic.com and get yourself a pair of Dale Jr.'s signature 88 shades. This includes the Dirty Mo, McCoy, Quanta, General, and Farah for the ladies. Once you are ready to check out, enter discount code Nationwide88 and get 20% off of that purchase. Reaction Theater. Can I just start off by saying, Kyle Busch. Oh. Like, really? Four out of the five last races? I don't know what they got under the hood or what they're doing, but I can't stand Kyle Busch. Tough run for the 88 team. Just didn't look like they had the car underneath them all day. And the incident with Casey Kane, you know, you got to cut your teammates and fight there. I know it's late in the race, but you can't turn your teammate. You know, it just seems like Dale Jr. can never catch a break with any of his teammates. You know, he's had, he's had his pass with Johnson, and, uh, you know, I don't know what it is uh, going on at Hendrick, but it doesn't seem like, you know, teammates being teammates. I don't think that's fair to you, TJ. No, I mean, I mean, to an extent, I don't think we would do that to somebody. I don't think Junior would drive like that, but uh, Casey has a right to. He didn't drive in there saying, that's Dale Junior, I'm going to wreck him. Casey saw an opportunity. Casey's trying to wait, race his way into this chase, sure man. Is. So he's Good do, point. He's doing what he's got to do. He's a race car driver. Who's next? Well, a broken air gun got us back in the pack and turned a so-so day into a day. 
Can't say it was Casey's fault. He was just there. Wish it was Greg Biffle. That way I'd have somebody to be pissed at. Chase had a good day. Hashtag six beers. Hell yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. That, sometimes you just got to call it what it is. When you get yeah. your butt whooped, you just t- say you got your butt whooped. I mean, no excuses. Who's next? I want to call Taylor Zarger out on the mat. And I'd like Uh-oh. to hear him explain exactly how he thinks the 18 does not deserve to be in the chase. Oh! that top 30. Especially when the 18 has done just as much in as few races as only one other driver has been able to do so far this year. And that's when four races. He's done it in fewer races, and that still deserves to to count as something. And, and I'm not a Kyle Busch fan by any means, but you got to admit, the man can drive the car, he can do it well, and what he's doing is just phenomenal. There's, you, you just can't argue it, you know, no matter how much Dale Jr. Uh, fans and, and Junior Nation just doesn't like the guy, but explain. What he's doing right now is downright historical. It's remarkable. Uh, I'm not a hater. No, yeah, I saw that. People think you... I'm with Taylor. I hate Kyle Busch. I'm <laughs> yeah, like, I don't, Taylor doesn't well, hate Kyle and Busch. And they always copy Junior on there, and I'm I'm thinking Junior's probably going to call you up and say, what's this guy <laughs> that's Taylor? hosting this podcast? Why is he – I don't hate Kyle Busch. I've said it on every podcast. Right. I really don't. I don't know how I feel about his brother, but I don't hate Kyle Busch. <laughs> Liar. Okay, so <laughs> uh, here's, here's what I want to say. I It has nothing to do – if Dale Jr. missed 11 races – the whole free world would be going crazy. How oh, they just letting Junior be in the chase because he's the favorite son of NASCAR. Like, that's what they would say if you missed 11 races. If you miss a third of the season, if you miss 40% of the regular season, listen, I'm not trying to discredit anything that he's done. I'm not. I just have a hard time with driver's points when one guy misses 11 races. It doesn't mean he's not. He is absolutely one of the best drivers in the sport. It's I, that's the thing I have a hard time stomaching. But I agree completely with Dale Jr. Is they shouldn't have this stipulation that you must be inside the top thirty or you must have raced in almost all the races, etc., and then make a special circumstance. Well, that's the thing that bothers me. Is there shouldn't be any special Taylor. circumstances. Either you're in or you're out. I don't know if you heard this last week, but Jim Utter brought up a very good point last week when we interviewed him on Speed Dial. He said they didn't make a special circumstance. That was actually in the whole bylaws from the beginning. That for a medical reason, Mm -hmm. you can be put into the chase. That was their only waiver. That That was the only waiver. He says that's been that case from the beginning. But is it a med- look at how he got it though? That's my my point. You're that's they a, I think it's absolutely so medical. Wait, wait. Listen, all I'm saying is it's it's not the special asterisk that we thought it was. You're telling me if David it, Gilliland missed 11 races, they would make an announcement that he would be eligible if he got inside the top 30. They would have to. For I, they would have to. He says stated, it's in, yes. he says it's in it. A medical waiver says, for having an it. accident during a race. Listen and listen. You know Jim. Jim would call NASCAR out any chance yeah, he, he gets. He, he said would. this one is not it. Because they did say from the very beginning with this new new rules. Fair enough. We can go round and round about it all day. I'm sure Jim has done his research. That's not my argument. You don't like that there's a there's an exception. All I'm saying is is that that wasn't new for Kyle Busch. That was an exception for Kyle Busch. You still don't hate Kyle Busch. That's hate what Kyle you got Bush. accused of this uh, week. I don't hate Kyle Busch. <laughs> what I do. I congratulated him, and I yeah. got I caught heck for it. Who's next? I don't know what we got to do. I uh, don't work on race cars. But we got to do something. I think we're going to have to get all the Junior Nation down there at the Hendrick shop, and we're going to have to start fixing these cars ourselves. Fire, everyone. 
even the spotter, because really, TJ, that was your fault for not giving Junior the, hey, you got a car down low, you probably shouldn't go down there, resulting in our spin. So thanks a lot, TJ. If we show up to the chase and we are slower than that, or even as fast as that, I would be ashamed to wear my Dale Jr. hat and jacket in public. I might as well put on Kyle Busch apparel. Sorry, Taylor, I had to go there. Dale, yeah, let's go win next week. Because you hate it. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> you know, I think we should all go down. Submarine Mike, Mike Davis, and me are going down the shop. We're going to fire everybody. We got this. Let me tell you why that's God. a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. we, We're third in points. Yeah. Hey. That's one of the reasons. Are, that's one yeah, of the reasons. That, no. Also, that we're totally incompetent. That's right. another. Oh, well, yeah. We, uh, won't this guy call me when we go Talladega and see how bad he wants me? Ooh, oh, there we go. Yes. Fire. There we go. TJ. Call me when we yeah. go to Talladega. Travis like, James, get yourself. You like it now. <laughs> Who's next? We know we can go straight to the other way and give kudos, but when NASCAR seems to be putting together a package to benefit that driver so he'll make the chase, we Dale fans, I would say we have a problem with that. I think that's why you got so much crap, Davis. So, being a Dale fan, Dale Jr., he just kept on coming on Hendrick's team. Hmm, I don't know what to say about that. Got another race next week. We'll get her done. Dale, yeah, you guys have a good day. You do the same. Yeah. I, I caught crap because I congratulated Kyle and I called him an incredible driver and I will stand on that. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. I, I don't I don't apologize for that. The guy what he's yeah. doing, people do not understand how difficult it is to do what he yeah. just did. And they did look, I, do I even have to explain how that dare, NASCAR how dare you write a tweet like that? Do I do I have to explain that NASCAR didn't change the rules package to help Kyle? Evidently you do have to they explain They didn't change that. the rules package. I mean, what Kyle's doing is very difficult, but Kyle has been very lucky for half of it, so let's keep going. Okay, okay, but that's yeah, fair. I, but no, it happens. But I look at his overall body of work and I'm just impressed. I mean the oh, fact yeah. the fact oh. that he in the Xfinity race, the fact that he pushed that kid into a mistake on the final lap is Well, I mean, I don't know, Derek Cope might have helped that a little bit. Whatever. It, okay, so you're saying yeah. that he's just lucky every time. Kyle Bush, no, he's just the benefit of a rules package change, and he's lucky. No. And he all, the most wins in Xfinity Series history is yeah. luck. Kyle, I don't care what the rules package is. Kyle's going to be a good he's, driver. He's, he's good. good. Yeah, I'm not doubting He's that. also a benefit of yeah. rule 43-5-8-7, which is somewhere buried in a rule. <laughs> you <laughs> hater. <laughs> you're wow. such a hater. <laughs> My family is so freaking pissed that Kyle Busch won this race that they are done with NASCAR for the rest of the season. And if Kyle Busch wins the championship, they're done with NASCAR, period. And Mr. H, you had best have a come-to-Jesus meeting with all your teams because you're running like Now, come on. Get with it. You're Hendricks. Come on. Come on, Hendricks. Let's go. Hey. Come on, Hendricks. That's a good – hey. Fair points. I think I, Hendrick Motorsports needs to uh, keep trying to figure yeah. out how to find speed. Anyone that's ever met Mr. H knows good and well he's not going to stand for this. No. Everybody. Anyone that's ever met him knows you don't have to say that to him. Who's next? NASCAR is a piece of shit. Ryan France is a piece of shit. Kyle Busch is the biggest piece of shit. I don't like any of them. NASCAR is completely rigged this whole situation with Kyle Busch to keep their friggin' names in the news. I don't know what the hell went on with Dale Jr. today, but it really, truly sucks. <laughs> Anyhow, y'all take care. Better luck next week. Bye. Who do they – I'm just thinking who they want to win in Pocono. I hope it's Junior. <laughs>
Yeah. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Hey, look, look. Uh, I. I don't. I don't think anybody should apologize for feeling bad after yeah. that race because it, it did suck. Let's just at the it, end no, of the day, it, did. it, it was did, one but of those it's not races fixed. I mean, come on. No, it's not fixed. If it is, then Jeff Gordon's going to win in Richmond on some crazy last lap. Oh my gosh! Crazy, you know, fire. Now, if yeah. he wins or, in Richmond, or something's going to happen, and then Brian Francis is going to put him in the chair. Never mind. I'm just kidding. All right, <laughs> last that one. didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> what a crap day! That just sucks. I'm in the pits. Missing the lug nuts, breaking a jack, lug nut gun dying on us, running through the grass, and then that jack winning the race. But as they say in racing circles, amongst all the drivers, crews, and donors, I'm sure you've all heard it. Kyle Bush. Reaction theaters open 24 7. All you have to do is call toll free 1 855 740 1902 and leave us your voicemail message, and we'll play the best each week right here on Dirty Mo. Radio Taylor, you forgot something. We got to pick it. We got to pick yeah, somebody to re- pick re- receive spies. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, what, who, who do we like out of that group? Man, it doesn't have to be like you know pro Dale or anything. Just somebody that stuck out to us. Who did we like? Uh, I thought the guy that ripped TJ was pretty good. <laughs> that's what I, I was thinking. I thought the guy that ripped me was pretty good. <laughs> I thought the guy that ripped uh, everybody. Uh, you know, the last was it the last guy that effed everybody? Yeah, let's pick the one that seemed the angriest. He's give him some angry. happy lenses. Let's, let's I think the one that ripped TJ, he didn't just rip TJ. He said we, he recommended that Mike and I go over and take over at the shop. Yeah, I, I kind of that's was not good it was for the most, I, I mean, it was the most absurd call. Who was the mo- who was the angriest? The last guy. I, I'm like, with TJ, the guy the last that guy. F NASCAR. Like Brian France, F- NASCAR. Yeah. Kyle. And the way he ended it was Let's great. Let's do it. I don't appreciate Amanda spelling out the word. She's going to be a mom at some point in her life. <laughs> I don't know if she needs to be doing that. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. you're pregnant? Amanda. <laughs> Amanda. No, I'm not. <laughs> Amanda. Let's not start rumors. Amanda, what do we want to send her? Do we want to send her shades or do we want to send some speakers? Uh, what do we want to send? I Which think one? he needs a pair of shades to make okay. him happy, in okay. my opinion. Uh, yeah, either, I don't know. The I speakers might be cool because he, he can blast himself cussing things. You know. Well, that'll be next week when he cusses us out. Very right. <laughs> right, good. Go. There you go. Congratulations. Time now for It Takes a Nation, presented by Nationwide. So the whole premise of this Takes a Nation segment is to showcase people that uh, play a role in Junior Nation. That, you know, Whether you're an employee, whether you're a fan, a friend, family member, something that makes Junior Nation great. And the gentleman that joins us today has emerged this year to me. I know you've been around, Mike, uh, for a while, but uh, you've really emerged this year as one of our favorites on Reaction Theater. Uh, you go by Submarine Mike on Twitter. But what is your actual name? Let's uh, my name is Mike Mitchell. I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. Mike Mitchell. And so thank you. What are you doing in town today? Uh, well, I went up this past weekend to uh, my fa- stepfather's health issues, went to help my mother, and then uh, – while I was up there, I took a chance to catch a pirate game just because I haven't been up there since 2008. You have been one of our favorites this year on Reaction Theater. Uh, you, we, we play you quite a bit, and it's not because you pay us money to. You say you haven't bought any special advertisement on Dirty Mo Radio. You're just super creative. Well, I try, and I, I've got a lot of help. My wife works with me on it. Um, like I'll come up, like I came up with the hook. I, I for all about the breaks uh, a couple weeks ago. I'd heard that song earlier in the day, and then Junior had break problems, and I was the song. You know how the song is; it gets in your head. And I was thinking all about, all about that bass, all about them, and it just <laughs> hit me all about them breaks. And I, I was like, Cheryl, can we do something with this? 
and she goes, yeah, because she she has a music business degree, but as part of that degree, she had to take she had to take as she puts it a couple songwriting classes. So that's how we can make sure we could get the cadence right and uh, uh, the right amount of syllables and stuff like that. And just to remind everybody, that was after Kentucky when we just had break problems the entire race. Amanda, play this uh, call that Mike left on Reaction Theater that, uh, that week. Kentucky's about them brakes, about the brakes, no pedal. It's all about the brakes, about the brakes, no pedal. That's a good one, Mike, but let me tell you something. I got a favorite. Of okay. all that you've done this year, and you've done a bunch, yes, I've got I a favorite. Do you know what it might be? I think it's the T.J. Majors song. That was good, too. But it wasn't if my not, favorite. then it might be one we did, uh, Cause He's Biffle. There you go. The Biffle one just cracked me up. Amanda, let's play that. Because he's Biffle. Clap along if you feel Biffle is out of time. Because he's Biffle. Clap along if you feel Jack Roush is past his prime. I just love that. That was hilarious. Uh, how long have you been a junior fan? Uh, junior since uh, his rookie year and at the time Bush I'd always been a senior fan I, I became a senior fan in 79 was visiting my aunt and uncle they raced late models at a local dirt track and they said come watch this race and it was the 79 500 and uh, I'm I'm originally from West Virginia and our state colors are blue and yellow and uh, Dale was riding and it, you know I was eight years old so I picked the blue and yellow car because that's WVU colors and yeah. stayed with Dale from that point on and you're from Jack. So you live in Jacksonville now because you were in the Navy. Yes, I retired from the Navy in the Jacksonville, Florida area. My wife, I met my wife down there. She's from there. I'm telling you what, a guy that we've got a guy that actually worked on submarines in our studio. This might be a first. I mean, that's pretty cool. Is that where you got crazy? I heard you know if you're on a submarine, you end up getting kind of stir crazy. And then is that what we're seeing a product of craziness there? That's probably part of it. <laughs> well, I mean, you guys like to prank each other a little bit. Yeah. Well, we take it to another level on a submarine. Yeah, I, I bet you do. It's just a bunch of guys. There's no human resources. There's no – at the time, there was no women on submarines. They're just now starting to get on submarines, so you could be a little more blue if you wanted to be. Does that make you want to re-enlist back into the Navy? No. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I don't care if they're on – I just I'm, I'm almost 45 years old. That's a young man's game. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so who does submarine not like as far as drivers? Well, I've always been anti-Kyle. Even when, you know, he was starting to get them cheers after he came back from the broken leg. Yeah, no. No, I just couldn't pull yourself around. No, I, you know what? I don't even boo him. I turn my back when he's introduced to when I'm at the track at Daytona. Really? Because, like Dale Sr. said, it doesn't matter whether they're cheering or booing as long as they're making noise. So I refuse to make noise. So you don't make noise. Nope. You don't contribute one way or another. Nope. That's interesting. That's I good, like that. That's a I good like strategy. That plan, yeah. yeah, just turn your back. And I'm I'm not a big fan of probably Joey Logano gets on my nerves a little bit, and, and I I can't pinpoint it. There there's nothing specific. I mean, take nothing away from either of their abilities to drive a car. They're obviously great, but I don't necessarily root for someone because they're great. I mean, even on the rare occasion Alabama's bad, do you stop rooting for them? No, no. So you Neither. know, it's it's just uh, there's something just something weird about Joey to me. No no bearing on Joey whatsoever. Listen. Just the, to me, the great thing about sports and, and and you know fandom is that you don't actually have to have a good reason to cheer for somebody or to not cheer for them, for that matter, right? Right. Fan is short for fanatic. It doesn't mean that. Yeah. It has to make sense. Right. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't mean logical. No, not at all. Right. Well, cool. I appreciate you being on this segment with us, uh, and 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 I hope to hear from you again. Uh, did you did did you even think about a song after this indie race? No, because I I honestly I only watched half of it because I went to that pirate game because. 
again, I didn't. I don't get you much chance to do that. Yeah. So I didn't feel it appropriate because I'm. I, there was no real inspiration. Just like after New Hampshire, I watched the whole race, but there was nothing. Yeah. The, our best songs <laughs> come when something grabs you, like the right. breaks or the Biffle song. Something grabbed you, and you can make that connection to a song. Yeah. See, I, I was a big Red Al Yankovic fan growing up, so. I think that a, a an anti Kyle Bush song is in the works here in the next few weeks. We're trying to come up with a Mike Davis song since we did a TJ Major song too. Just so you know, <laughs> good luck. I'm not that interesting. I tell you, I promise. Well, I've noticed yeah, that. It's, I'm having trouble. Yeah. Well, listen. <laughs> the thing about Mike Davis is that there's probably four Mike Davises within your own block yeah. in Jacksonville. Uh, it's it's sort of common. Uh, to, I went to high school with three other Mike Davises. Just so you know. Okay. So, uh, but but I wanted to say thank you guys. I I didn't expect to be able to be on here. It's really awesome of you to allow me to be on here. And the fact that you guys put the podcast studio down here and in the, yeah. in the gift shop. I mean, that's great for the fans just to come because it's cool to see any kind of show being, you know, being produced, whether it's a podcast, a TV show, whatever. Just really cool you guys to do that. Really nice fan experience. Well, thank you, Mike. Uh, it's a pleasure having you here. And thank you nationwide for uh, sponsoring this segment, allowing us to talk to fans and people that are instrumental behind Junior. And I want to let you guys know between now and August 7th, Nationwide is asking fans to show their support for Dell Jr. and the number 88 team by sharing their fondest memories. I bet you've got a few of those, uh, Mike. Uh, personal experiences and most exciting stories. Fans can submit their stories, photos, or videos via Twitter, Facebook at Nationwide88 or Instagram, NW88, using the hashtag MyDellStory. There's been a lot of good ones so far. I, I've been noticing those in the past week. So they can also submit them to MyDellStory.com. Check out the website to see all of these amazing stories, pictures, and videos from Junior Nation. They're pretty special. And don't forget, Nationwide is on your side. This is Tiff Daniels, and here's what's coming up this week on Dirty Mo' Radio. On Wednesday, the notoriously funny Kenny Wallace, who will be making his final NASCAR start this weekend at Iowa, joins Kelly on Fastlane Family, presented by Wella Professionals. Thursday, you can catch Junior Motorsports Upfront, presented by Dale's Pale Ale. Co-host Heath White returns after his two-week absence, and we all know Regan Smith will have something to say about it, so don't miss it. And remember, you can always catch Dale Jr.'s at-track press conferences on said Junior, presented by Nationwide. Dirty Mo' Radio podcasts are available free of charge 24-7 on DaleJr.com, iTunes, and all major podcasting outlets. Let's throw the white flag. White flag right there. White flag. White flag. White flag. I'd like to sponsor White Flag this week by Chipotle. I went there today. Man, I'll tell you what. That place is really good. Well, that's not going to cut it this week. (laughs) we got a better sponsor. (laughs) This white flag is brought to you by Goodies. Headache relief so strong that it can even get you past days like Sunday. Dale Jr. and the number 88 Nationwide team spent the morning celebrating their Daytona win, a win that many forget was just three weeks ago, guys. Yeah. yeah. The sky is falling. I'm not watching NASCAR anymore. It's over. It's over. It's 22nd. Oh, yeah. Just three weeks ago, we were winners. The guys enjoyed a team breakfast for this morning and will be uh, ringing the traditional victory bell this afternoon. They've also got some pretty important competition meetings today as they prepare for Pocono. As you might know, Dale Jr. from time to time likes to go to Walmart. Who doesn't, right? Do you, Taylor? I went this weekend. Okay, there you go. He'll be doing that this Thursday on behalf of Diet Mountain Dew at the Walmart in Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, from noon to 2 p.m. Again, that's this Thursday at the Walmart in Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. I have been to that Walmart and almost bought a place in Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. I've gone and slid down Jockey's Ridge near Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. First in flight. I love that place. 
So, I'm not kidding. So you've been to the Walmart, Kitty? <laughs> I have. I for sure have. And you like it? It's one of the first things I do when I go to New <laughs> Go to Walmart? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I tell you what, if you go there this Thursday, Dale Jr. is going to be there from noon to 2. I might go. This weekend, the Xfinity Series is at Iowa Speedway. You can watch that race on NBC Sports Network on Saturday night. Ben Rhodes, Regan Smith, and Chase Elliott are running for Team Junior. Then on Sunday, NBCSN, this is the Sports Network, they will also carry the Sprint Cup race at Pocono. Dale Jr.'s paint scheme will be the Microsoft Windows 10 car. You might remember that from his road course at Sonoma. Do I want to? Hey, you want to even get me going about road, road course courses? ringer? Yeah. He's lastly, Sonoma ringer. Lastly, I have a very important favor to ask of you. So please do not miss this, Dirty Mo Radio listeners. Today, through its social media channels and websites and newsletters, Junior Motorsports is sending out a fan survey. If you don't do anything else for us in this lifetime, we're asking you to please. Take the survey. It's hugely important to us. We pride ourselves not just on, you know, having a nice big fan base called Junior Nation, but also communicating with them and knowing about them and giving them stuff that they want. This is where this survey is going to be hugely important for us. So I ask, take five minutes of your time, fill out the survey. Again, it's at jrmracing.com, dellejr.com, our Twitter handle. That's a good idea. All of that stuff. It's very important questions that we need answered. And then it will also make it worth your while. We're offering a $250 gift card for one lucky entrant. That's straight up $250, however you want to spend it, wherever you want to spend it. First name, Davis? Take the survey. Help us service you better in the coming year. We'd really, really appreciate it. And, Taylor, that's it for me. Very good. Uh, appreciate everybody. Dale Jr.'s comments were fantastic. Thank you, Amanda. Submarine Mike, you're awesome. Appreciate Thank you. you. Travis James, good to see you. Get some sleep, man. You look tired. I'm you good, do look man. tired. Did you, you just wake up? You need to get some yeah, sleep. Yeah, right. <laughs> for... Uh, rule book loving, brickyard loving, Kyle Bush loving, Mike Davis. And for and for Kyle Bush hating, yeah, I'm Taylor Zarger. NASCAR rules hating. We'll talk to you next week on the Dale <laughs> Jr. Download presented by Spy. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Well, that'll wrap another episode of the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy. And, guys, remember, go online to spyoptic.com. Choose your favorite Dale Jr. signature 88 pair of sunglasses. And when you're at checkout, enter discount code NATIONWIDE88 and make sure you get your 20% off your purchase. Happy shopping, guys.